0: This is an ABC
1: podcast.
0: If Rihanna's come out in a bin bag, um, <laughs> J-Lo was dressed in the contents of a bin. It was like there was just bits <laughs> of stuff everywhere.
1: Bang. 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 Bang.
0: Bang. Bang. Bang, Bang on. Hello, Miff. Hello, Zan. How are you going?
1: Oh, my God, I'm so excited. It's a big week of
0: fashion. No, yes.
1: And that is a very slinky, cheesy, beautifully designed new fashion piece by the wonderful Daz, who does a lot of production for us. And what a great week to herald in a theme song because the Met Gala is back, baby. Oh, my God, it is back and then some.
0: Yeah, it's back, and I couldn't think of a better time for it to happen. We needed this. We we needed this so badly. And in fact, I feel a little bit put out because I know how much we rate the Met Ball, and and each year, you know, it's a it's a it's very much a, an important uh, date on our calendar. But this <laughs> year, everyone on social media has turned from being. Um, Oh, I've forgotten the word again. What are they when you're a medical expert, virus epidemiologist? Epidemiologist. Everyone's gone <laughs> from being epidemiologists now to being fashion experts. But I just say no, back off, bitches. This is our territory. <laughs>
1: The amount of people that tweeted me this week saying I can't wait for Bang On oh. and uh, us us either. I mean, where do we begin? It's two years off. Everyone's been storing their party batteries. Yeah. They are ready to party. And the theme this week for the Met Gala, which is, in case you missed it, the big ball that kicks off the American Costume Institute's mm. exhibition at the at the Met Museum, which is the Metropolitan Museum of Art, that big one in the sort of uptown of, of New York City. Yeah. So the theme is different every year. You probably remember the camp theme from a couple of years ago. This oh. year it was In America, a lexicon of fashion.
0: Mm. Mm. American independence also was an element in that. And it was co-chaired by Billie Eilish, Naomi yeah. Osaka, Timothy Chalamet and also... Poet Amanda Gorman, so we're, we're talking all the Gen Z darlings were there and, uh, oh, oh, what a night. Can I say, in fine tradition for the Met Gala, everybody got the theme wrong. I don't even know what the theme was. <laughs> if I looked at anything, I none of it made sense.
1: Don't you reckon, though, when you've got a broad theme like in America or American Independence It's just basically a a go ham. It's, you know, it's almost like when you have a 21st and it's like, what did you want to be when you grew up? You go dressed (laughs) as that. It's a broad canvas (laughs) and it's ready to be interpreted and I really think you can cut people some slack. you got to cut people some slack. It's been a long time since they hit the red carpet. Well,
0: that's true. And you know what I loved about it this year? Everybody looked really a little bit weird and a little bit awkward, like they hadn't been out for a long time (laughs) and they weren't really sure how to stand and the clothes were a bit... I don't know. No one really nailed it in any way, shape, or form. I mean, Billie Eilish looked incredible doing a Marilyn Monroe thing in that that gown that was that took about twenty five people to just, just to deal with the skirt. It was it was like Princess, yeah, like Princess Di when she married Charles. It was one of those kind of dresses. It was just nuts, and she made Oscar de la Renta, who designed that frock, give up fur. That was the only mm. reason she was going to be wearing that dress. But aside from that, everyone else just looked a bit. Bit weird, bit like us trying to put normal clothes on, and we have to go out and go back to work again. So, and I, I love that. Um, biggest highlight, there were far though, far too
1: many. Can I just say there was there was, there was far too many? Can we'll I just talk say about- sorry,
0: sorry, Zen. I'm just going to say, Viv's just come in with her new toy <laughs> <laughs> that has a squeak on it, isn't it? It's a little toy. From- oh, you're very clever. Yes, go on, take it away. Take it. Sorry I thought the that. phone line had gone funny, but it's Viv. <laughs> it's bless Viv. her. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's that time of the day. Sorry, continue.
1: Well, shes I mean, she's excited about the Met Gala as well. She's got some special commentary to, to offer us and, and who could blame her? Mm-hmm. Look, before we get into unpacking some of the most the wildest outfits, because that's what, we, what we're here for when yep. we talk fashion, there was a heavy dose of people who looked like they were going off to, to buy their prom dress. Like there yes. were some pretty straighty 180 outfits and I thought that was really strange and also far too many just straight tuxes. It's like if you go to the Met Gala and you're a bloke, step up like Troy Sivan or like Dan Levy did or mm. like, of course, the incredible little Nas X who had three outfits all in gold, all Versace and peeled them off one by one. Mm. But I'm getting mm. ahead of myself. I'm getting excited about the big fashion moments. Mm. What were some of the highlights for you? Well, little X
0: was definitely a darling. Please come on, come on! No, no, it's not the time. She's been quiet all day, and now she's fired up. Um, Classic, Lil Nas X, Yeah, definitely a highlight. Um, a, a rather gorgeous bed, bed head uh, construction there. And when he mm. he looked like C three PO underneath, I mm. thought, yeah. And the mesh and the mesh suit underneath that was that was delightful. And he was just he looked so gorgeously provocative for the camera as well. He was definitely my, one of my highlights. Kid Cuddy um
1: honestly looks like he picked up his outfit from Do you remember that rave shop on Brunswick Street Fitzroy that sold happy <laughs> pants and everything was neon? Yes. Honestly, I was looking at his outfit going, Did did they reopen for him? Does that shop still exist? Because I'm pretty oh sure that's God. where he bought his outfit. It was oh amazing. My
0: God. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. There's there's so many good outfits. I mean, Kim Kardashian turning up in that all-black ensemble where you couldn't even see her face. That was what the fuck was that? I kind of like, loved it. You remember it.
1: that artist Christo who just wrapped things? I was like, did Christo wrap her for
0: the med ball? There is
1: something. I go- thought that was a cop-out and also, like, point. No, fair I loved point. it. I loved it. Really? No, makeup?
0: Yeah, that's how I want to dress for everything from here on in because <laughs> you don't have to worry about your makeup or your hair. Apparently she had the full kit anyway. There was, like, behind the scenes.
1: Kerry, Bang fam, was just telling me this morning that she follows... Kim Kardashian's hairstylist, Mm. and they were doing full behind the scenes on Instagram, and she was still fully made up under that black sheath she was wearing. She still went the (laughs) whole nine yards. Can you imagine how
0: sweaty that would have been in there? But there's something going on because Kanye has only – got uh, a black picture and I think Kim has as well on her Instagram. And Kim was also wearing that dominatrix outfit with the full face leather face mask for the VMAs just a couple of yeah. days ago. So there's definitely something going on here with the all black. There's got to be. And Kanye's only following people who have um, just a, a black, the colour black in their in their names at the moment on Instagram. So there's something Something deeper, just look out for it.'ve a He's friend always just finds today. a way to
1: keep our attention, doesn't he? He's always just making us talk about him and think about him. it's he his does. game. He
0: does, but she looked she literally looked like she'd been she'd gone out in a pair of um hundred and twenty denier tights just all over the body. <laughs> <laughs> so we're full can, opaque the full opaque. We can just knock that up at home. I think it's an accessible <laughs> and affordable look for everybody. I love it. Did you see what Erica Badu was wearing? Did you see her hair outfit? Oh, tell me more. I did see that one. I can't remember it, though. It's so hard to describe
1: because there's a lot going on. Mm. Um, there's got, like, she's wearing a skirt that has, I don't know how you just, what they're called in, like, technically, like, fashion terms, but uh-huh. they've got, got sort of, like, drawstring sides. You know how you do a sleeping bag up with like the little toggle and you pull it? That's what (laughs) was on the side of her her skirt. And then she's paired it with an amazing black leather sausage dog handbag. And then she's got a top hat, but then she's also got this like circular kind of dome, veil dome, but like a hard veil dome over the top of the, the top hat. I'm I'm not sure what the message was or the interpretation but it's Erica Bardu and
0: I'll pay it like yeah. she
1: just went all over the place. Did she
0: come as some sort of doorstop or something? Was that the
1: <laughs> That's what the sausage dog looked like. <laughs> One of those goddamn
0: sausage dog doorstops? <laughs> I love yes. that. Yes. I a love that. Oh my god, you've solved it. You've I, solved it. Hey, um what about the is it Kim Petras or Kim Petras? I'm not sure how to say her name.
1: I think it's Kim Petras. I'm not sure though either but Oh, my God, she looked amazing. She came and full, as, like, mafioso-style horse's head. I
0: know. She had a horse's head on her dress. I, I have no idea what that reference, maybe the the Wild West and the, the horses of the Wild West or, or the fact that everyone later would be on Ketamine or Invermectin or Ivermectin <laughs> or whatever. No, it's Ivermectin, isn't it's it? It's like
1: a deep, a deep
0: nod to Ivermectin. A, a, deep, a deep nod to the horse wormer that everybody's on at the moment or apparently wants to be. Um, you mentioned, Rihanna, she and her and asap rocky as well i think came perfectly oh, yeah. dressed for the occasion after being in lockdown for so long uh, ASAP Rocky came in a granny blanket, which I thought mm-hmm. was really good. And Rihanna's dress reminded me of a genie little bin bag, kind of roomy. <laughs> so genie little, yes. Roomy but voluminous and, and still fashion. So God, that's
1: a throwback. You've got to be a certain age to know the genie little reference. That's Tap right. the cat
0: for you. <laughs> she wore a bin bag, uh, a, a dress made out of rubbish bin bags to one of the Logies back in the 80s, I think it was. So she was doing Rihanna before Rihanna was doing Rihanna and I love that I absolutely love that but also you know none of us know how to dress anymore and and they nailed it it's like nah I'll just chuck on a rug I'll just chuck on a big bag Perfect. So good.
1: It's really hard to capture themes throughout this Met Ball, this Met Gala, because the clothing was all over the place. But I did notice, you know, if you're talking about things that kept on repeating, a lot of cutouts and a lot of see-through. Zoe Kravitz in St. Laurent was wearing a chainmail dress. Mm. Uh, Kendall Jenner also wearing a dress that was completely just like made of jewellery and and chains. And both of them, you could just, you know, had their undies on show. (laughs) And Olivia Rodrigo in St. Laurent as well. And she was wearing just like a sort of see-through lace bodysuit with a bit of feathering up top but the the see-through element of of many frocks seemed to be um a big a big theme and you know if if that's America, then that, that might be the theme. Like, what does that what does it mean? Is that fashion now? We've we've been long sort of decrying the way that um, fashion doesn't really serve women over the size ten mm. uh, in in that community. God, we, we've lost all hope. If it's now just going to be see through dresses, right? <laughs> like, I'm t- I'm terrified of what I'll be putting on over New Year's. Jesus oh, Christ! Well,
0: you won't be putting on anything at all, I think, and the ratings will go up very high for the New Year's Eve. Just some pasties, then. and that'll
1: be New Happy New Year with some. <laughs>
0: are there any other highlights that you wanted to talk about zan because i mean i could i could actually talk forever about this if if i have to oh
1: i want it oh yeah bennifer oh bennifer can yes. we discuss
0: what the f- was going on with jennifer lopez's outfit i know it's, that it was It's rep- totally
1: j-lo it's wild it- west glamour it's
0: great <laughs> wild west glamour it looked like she like come out of a bushfire or something that was all sort of brown and black and rank and 90s and that cowboy hat and that was it. I mean, if Rihanna's come out in a bin bag, I'm... (laughs) J-Lo was dressed in the contents of a bin. It was like there was just bits of stuff everywhere. It was awful. and the She'll
1: save us though. It had a real MacGyver vibe about it, I reckon, that
0: outfit. It did. It did. She could probably fashion some sort of survival equipment out of it. I mean, it did. It it looked like I I don't know what was going on there but, look, an all-power to her. It, It was an amazing effort and reference to the great green dress look. Of the '90s that that really made her famous, and yeah. and uh, in fact, I think had a lot to do with the beginnings of YouTube because of that green dress. Um, oh,
1: totally, the yeah. iconic dress, but also Indiana Jones vibes too, don't you reckon? In oh, terms man. of like explorer taking on things, yeah. Like and oh, can I just say as a very quick side note? Yeah, did you see rumors that Phoebe Waller Bridge is going to be stepping in as the new Indiana Jones in the next film? So just oh my a little God. side note That's while we're amazing. on. In- you know, th- certain things you're not expecting to talk about in 2021, two Indiana Jones references this week. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take
0: it. Absolutely. It, it, what goes around comes around and, quite frankly, we love nostalgia at the moment because mm-hmm. it's hard to look in the future, so I will definitely take that. Um, who do you reckon was the winner in terms of fashion at the Met Gala?
1: There's no winners, Smith. We all know that. Oh, but there the, are. The winner, well, the winner is fashion, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give you two shout-outs because I know we take the piss and all of these are all, they're all wearable art. I'm up for however anybody interpreted them mm. and the joy they brought us because of how ridiculous they looked or how stunning they looked as well. Mm. I thought Nomani in a gorgeous Valentino, big neon olive froof puff of a dress looked oh. phenomenal and also um, Michaela Cole who was wearing oh. this tight-fitting electric blue sparkling Balenciaga jumpsuit and just looked phenomenal like Mm. amazing so yeah they were two big highlights for me for sure yep Yep, just, oh, and
0: Iman, we haven't even talked about Iman. She's got to
1: be the highlight. She she's was, it. Like she, she she, was like a, it was like a straw chandelier vibe and that was probably the best social distancing outfit of the lot because you couldn't get anywhere near her. It was like two metres in every direction.
0: Of course. And you can imagine because Iman was married to David Bowie, you can imagine how annoying it would be everyone everyone coming up to her all the time wanting to talk to her about how great David, David is, especially after a few drinks. <laughs> So, so an she out- just keeps them away. <laughs> an outfit like that would just keep everybody away in the end because, you know, when you've had a few drinks and you, you might want to have a, have a word about David and she's probably had enough of that. She loves him but she doesn't need to talk about it every time she goes out. So that's a perfect repeller. It's magic. Oh just amazing. Look, you yeah. can tell how
1: much we miss the Met Gala, the fact that we've spent a good 15-odd minutes talking about it. Mm. Um, but what a joy. So glad it's back. Awards season is back. The VMA's red carpet happened. The Venice Film Festival week here for it um, and we're just so excited that we can talk about something joyful finally. Yeah. One person who who wasn't there though, Miff, Nicki Minaj didn't attend and the only reason we knew she didn't attend is because she let us know on Twitter that she wasn't going to be there because the Met Gala had a
0: vaccine mandate. (laughs) But man, the conversation really spiralled after that, didn't it? Yeah, Nicki Minaj got in a lot of hot water yesterday for... Saying something about not getting the vaccine on her Twitter, which was quite hilarious, in fact. And and um, if I was Nicki Minaj's cousin, I'd be a little bit upset with this revealing of of this very intimate information. Um, here we go. She's she's written. They want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one, right? So, so she sort of said, this is my stance on vaccinations at the moment. And look, you know, mm. you can it's it's your choice if you want to get the vax or not. Um, It'd be great if you could just for, so we can get on with things. However, <laughs> she's then gone and written, My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. (laughs) So Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, I mean, when you start any, any kind of Conversation. This is with like face- this is a Facebook conversation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh my god! But then she's gone. <laughs> so what <well>, was <laughs> the entire social media world just went ablaze? We talk about her cousin's swollen balls. Imagine being <laughs> that person, and we all know that that's not, in fact, the case. And most people probably most people seem to reply with the fact that we, yeah. Um, he probably was having an affair and caught some sort of STD. That's the most likely just before he got married. And also if he's going to marry someone who drops him just because he's got swollen balls and may or may not have be able to have children, I think, you know, maybe... They, that might be for the for the better in the end, I would suggest,
1: because <laughs> you know there's more more not... questions than answers in this, I think. more so questions many than more answers.
0: questions and answers. and so many fabulous replies on Twitter. I just laughed and laughed when I saw this. It was it was another it was another highlight, another fun day.
1: <laughs> I loved it, too. I'm going to put that tweet in the show notes worth it. Just grab the box of popcorn and settle in for those amazing replies. and And can I say as well that when she said that she was, Uh, Wanting to do more research, and she was doing her own research. I think she followed that up because she then um, did a Twitter poll of which vaccine she should have. So she's asking the right people the right questions around her vaccine hesitancy. Good on you, Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Well done. Hey, Miff, did you see this new show that's going to be starting in the States, this reality
0: kind of competition show called The Activist? Yes. Yes, I did. And as you know, Zan, I love reality TV. So oh, yeah. I will, of course, watch this as I've watched every other <laughs> crappy television show that's been out there. And I'll, and I'll make my decision then when I have seen it. But this one will be hosted by Usher. Priyanka Chopra-Jonas and Julianne Ho. And I'm not entirely sure what qualifies any of them to be hosts of a program that is about effective campaigning on behalf of activists, uh, but look, all, all power to them, I guess. Um, in particular, Chopra Jones, who was criticised because she she's tweeted things like in support for the Indian armed forces after they conducted airstrikes in Pakistan. So her... her Impartiality uh, and her role in activism has been questioned. This this has caused a lot of anger online, uh, saying that it's it's about the commercialisation of something that is that is really important, and it's it's turning it back on the audience. Um, like vapid sort of clicktivism is is what the author in the Guardian article that that we've been reading about it from Awa Madawi. However. I figure like having done a reality show myself just once not many but a lot of the times you are raising money for a cause anyway mm. so I don't necessarily see this as a as a bad thing it's just more of an extension of that in that the activism has become the content of the show and and look if it if it means that you know if that means that activism is kind of cool admittedly it's a it's a bit of a a washing away of the concept of activism, because activism often occurs on the fringes and can be, you know, quite a difficult thing to do. It's not. It's not glamorous. It's not. It's. It's not clear cut. It, it can be difficult to raise funds for certain organisations, and you, you know, it. It's not. It's not straightforward. However, if it means that that money gets raised for some good causes along the way, or people. Uh, pricking their ears up, kids are pricking their ears up to what activism is, and the role of activism. Um, I'm not, I'm not anti it completely.
1: Yeah, I think, and I think you probably sit on the same sort of side of it as Awa does in this Guardian piece, because it's a really nuanced take that she has has on this. I think that at its heart, that that reaction is a valid one. That you know, particularly if you come from an activism background, the idea of different groups being pitted against one another mm. in order to s- sort of win um the funds to be able to to do things is pretty brutal because in you know in a good world there should be space for everybody to put to, to fight for their cause and there should be support from a number of different places in order to to do that it shouldn't be mm. a kind of hunger games of who gets to win um but she also notes that you know you can't deny what the reality of of life is now in 2021 you know this rise of performance activism mm. a lot of stuff on social media but also this proliferation of Celebrity activists. So it's not like this is the first time it's coming into play. This world already exists and it's existed successfully for a while. O- on that kind of, I guess, the underpinning argument that it's not just about clicks, it's not just about shares and TikTok mm. and stuff like that, which I think this show seems to be quite focused on about, yeah. you know, the, it'll the be, way that look, It'll be
0: shit. It'll be crap. It'll reduce it to, you know, <laughs> from something that, that is layered and nuanced into... Something really Cliques. bland, absolutely clicks, so, and you know
1: me- m- metrics and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But but one of the things that she pulls out that that Arwa pulls out in this Guardian piece is um, she references Alicia Garza, who's the, the co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which has been a huge movement worldwide, particularly mm. in America, but a huge movement that's that's trickled through worldwide as well. And she basically says, you know, there isn't a quick and easy way to build a movement. That you can't tweet and TikTok your way into a better world. You've got to put in the work. Mm. And that that takes grassroots organising, the stuff that you don't see that isn't you know doesn't rise to the top, doesn't go viral. It takes a sort of work that doesn't immediately make, of course, for great entertainment for a turnaround um, reality show. But the other thing that Awa talks about is that, and again, this might be an inevitability, but this really struck me because she talked about social justice capitalism. Mm. And just like feminism, it's been kind of co-opted. Activism's being co-opted by the corporate worlds. And and you see it, I see parodies of it now. Like yeah. ice cream companies like Ben and Jerry's just getting on with the cause and it's like it's freaking ice cream. Or, you know, clothing companies <laughs> saying, if you buy this $20 shirt, we'll give $1 to ovarian cancer. And it's like, I want to give $20 to ovarian cancer direct. It's just kind of like piggybacking on that. I'm very cynical about that. I see, I know that it comes from a good place, but I get a bit cynical about it as well. And um, it kind of peddles the convenient lie Awa says that you can change the world without fundamentally changing your habits. Mm. It's all very surface. But, you know, it's progress. It's If we're talking about more more organisations and, and definitely, as we've been talking about on Bang On, we're talking about things that are difficult to talk about more than ever before, then that's progress. That's a good change. And that activism going mainstream, maybe that's a good change as well. But mm. I'll be interested to see how it goes. And I know you'll watch it for me, so thank you in advance. Absolutely.
0: I'll give you a review when it comes out and I'll give you my my full my full opinion on this matter. And, look, I imagine it it will be... Con- <laughs> It will be devoid of any kind of revolutionary action, I'm sure. And it'll be, you know, glamorous reality TV with a soundtrack that's like, you know the ones that they have on the reality shows? Like, make the money, make the cash, make the money, make the cash. <laughs> I'm going to the top, the top. You know those soundtracks? They're all the they're all the same and they're awful. It's gonna be full of that and I'll love it.
1: Oh man. I'll put that. I'll put that article in the show notes as always. Yes. Uh, Really quickly, can you just tell me about this ridiculous thing you sent me this week? Which I realized as I was reading it. Oh my god! I've heard this story. The stranger in the attic. This is
0: messed up. I I didn't sleep for a week after I read this. Okay, (laughs) and I've been every sound I hear in my house. Do you have an attic? No. Well, I've got a hole in the roof, like a manhole. That. Oh, funny that manhole. They call them manholes. Why? Um. (laughs) a person hole in my, in my roof. So there must be a a roof space. This is the article. Okay. Experience. A stranger secretly lived in my home. Already I've got shivers. And then opening late one night, I noticed the attic hatch was open. All the puzzle pieces fell into place. Someone was in my apartment. This is a personal experience of a woman called Amber Dawn and it was in The Guardian this week, but as you said, it's an older story that you've heard before. So she's been she's been dining out on this one for a while, and you would. Um <laughs> As you would. You would, absolutely. Um she was living in a in a house with an attic in I don't I don't actually know where she was, and she'd been hearing noises. Things had moved around a little. Um, one day the, the apartment flooded and she just had a puppy and she came home and the puppy was in the sink. So somehow it had saved itself from being drowned from the flooding by the puppy in the sink. And then...
1: And it hadn't been able to jump up to the sink. So someone had put the puppy in someone sink. Someone had put
0: the puppy in the sink. Um, and then one day when she called in sick to work, she lay on the couch all day, turned off the lights at night, lit a candle, ran a bath. And then as she was lying in the water, she noticed that the attic hatch was open and suddenly everything slowed way down. She said what took about 30 seconds felt like five minutes. All the puzzle pieces fell into place. The footsteps, the food, the puppy, someone was in her apartment. Um, And, look, she had the very rational realisation at that point that if they'd wanted her dead, she would be dead. But essentially Mm. she'd had a housemate that she didn't know about for. A very, very, very long time. And they never caught the guy. And I I can't I the the horror of that is ugh, I can't just can't even explain how awful that must have been. Oh and you've heard about it's, this story before.
1: Yeah, it's like something make-believe, but she tells the story on I've spoken about it before, pretty much my favorite podcast, which is Criminal with Phoebe Judge. And it was a podcast story that went out I think in like 2017 if you google it um and I'll put it in the show notes if you want to listen to her tell the story but yeah it's it sent chills up my spine but I think that it also speaks to like you said he he bore no ill will but he clearly had nowhere else to live and what a what a terrible indictment on society that he felt he had to live in an attic but also how equally scary for her that there was someone living in the attic it's just a it's a wild story. Thanks to The Guardian for bringing that back to life oh, and re- reigniting my
0: nightmares. I know. And just the fact that he was there at nights when she was snoring and farting and burping. And- <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you think no one's around? <laughs> well, you take your bra off first and foremost as soon as you get home and you. Socks on, a- bras off. And you flap them around a bit and then, you know. <laughs> And anything else, like all those things that you might do in private that you would be mortified if anyone knew. Imagine, I think that's more my horror, that like, you know, he's been watching her Ugh. that whole time. I can't. It makes me feel sick.
1: We are not going to be invited to any red carpets anytime soon with this chat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Uh. On that note, what are you banging on about oh. this week?
0: Oh, well, yeah, speaking of apartments, um, I have been watching a brand-new TV show that is up on Disney Plus and it's called Only Murders in the Building. Speaking of podcasts, it's actually really interesting. It's an American show, uh, a, a mystery comedy TV series. Steve Martin and Martin Short are in it. They're, they're the stars and also Selena Gomez, who's the younger sort of the younger one of the trio, and they're all living in this this amazing apartment block in, I think it's on the Upper West Side in New York, so mm. I, just, I just love it for that. But there's been a murder in the building and they all, they're all they all really into this one murder podcast, so they've bonded over this. They, they weren't friends before, but they bonded over it once the murder had happened, and then they decide to start their own investigation in the murder. And you know what? It feels like television from about 30 years ago, and it looks like television from 30 years ago, and it is gorgeous. This doesn't make sense. Where do we start? At the very beginning. I got in the elevator with these two weirdos. Then Tim got in the elevator.
1: Approximately 12 minutes from now, I will be murdered.
0: Tim Kono's death has been ruled a homicide. And apparently, one of you jerk-offs did it. I can't stop thinking about this. Neither can I. We should do our own true crime podcast. We're going to go down there and look around for clues. Do you want to come? Do I want to break into a dead guy's apartment and go through all his shit? Sounds like an afternoon. I just love it. I've only watched the first two episodes. But um, I can see that I'll be watching the whole series because it's just I don't know why it looks and feels like that. I'm not sure what they've done with it or how they've made it. It just doesn't have the feeling of anything else I'm watching at the moment at all. It's like a movie from the 80s or something. I, I can't quite. They've disney it. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, and um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And it's just, I mean, it's nice to see Steve Martin and Martin Short anyway doing what That's they do. That's a great do. cast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Give it a look if you need some sort of light-hearted fun, I say, but lots of people are talking about it as well, so it's come at the right time, I think. Awesome. Yeah, I've seen
1: that pop up and I'm glad that you recommended it because with Disney I'm always like, is this going to be a kids' show or Mm. is this something that I'll enjoy too? So thank you for giving it the tick of approval. I'll be watching that this weekend. I need something wholesome.
0: Yeah. A wholesome murder show. That's right. And you also get to spend some time in a New York apartment building, which, frankly, anywhere that's not my freaking house at the moment would be really nice. (laughs) Bring it on. I know. What are you banging on about?
1: Well, speaking of which, I've been spending a lot of time in the woods um, in some very remote places because I've finally gotten on board with Alone, which you might remember a few weeks ago when we did a massive bang back. um, Bang fam told us to watch this. It's a series on SBS. The latest season has just gone up on Foxtel and Binge, but the seven seasons before that are all on SBS On Demand. And just to remind you if you missed the bang back, basically 10 survival experts are dropped into remote wilderness and they need to last as long as possible. It's basically like last man standing Mm. and the first season is all men and then they include women, which I've heard gets a lot more interesting. But basically they have a restricted amount of gear. They're allowed to choose a number of things that will help them survive and they've got a kit as in cameras and there's no producers and there's no crew and they just have to document everything themselves, send the vision off. They have medical checks here and there. And they've got a satellite phone. And at any point, if it gets too much for them, if they feel they're in danger or they're just mentally unfit to stay out there alone, then they've got a satellite phone and they can say, I'm tapping out.
0: You spend a lot of time alone in the wilderness, you better like yourself. This is a whole new level of survival, and we're trying to film it. I commend anyone who can survive in this area. There's a bear right across. Hello, Mr. Camera. Whoa, 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 whoa. not a fan of moving around camera gear. It's really easy
1: to just become your own worst enemy.
0: The solitude is driving me insane. I don't have a camera crew to talk to. I don't have any interaction whatsoever except for me.
1: It's phenomenal. It's just, if you think about other reality shows, like I guess Survivor comes immediately to mind, which is highly produced, highly manipulated, and obviously there's a lot of people around each other. They're all completely alone, so they don't, compete with each other because they have no idea as different contestants leave the Vancouver Island, which is season one of what I've just seen, very rugged terrain. As each of them leave, none of the others know that they've left, so they don't know how many people they're competing against and that's really the crux of it. They're actually competing against themselves, against how fit they are to stay out there when there's bears and I was going to say they're bears. Yes, there's everything around them. They're yeah. actually under threat and they've got to find their own food. They've got to make shelter. It's going into winter. It's horrific but also so compelling. And one of the things that, I mean, I loved it. I just finished the first season. I won't tell you who won. Mm. But um, I, reading a fantastic piece by Sarah Krasnostein in the, like weekend edition of the saturday paper love she's her. just been watching it too and it was perfect timing because i just finished it and read that she's she really captured what i love about it which is that the contestants in it and the winners aren't the strongest or the smartest or the luckiest or the most vapidly positive she says it comes down to those who perceive the external conditions as hostile and those who don't and so key to that distinction is whether the person feels lonely in their solitude or connected with someone or something outside of themselves, despite the fact that they're physically alone. Mm. And that's what kind of is the breaking point for a lot of these people. It's just being alone with their thoughts, long stretches of time, you know, the weather and the elements and the cougars and the bears are one thing, but literally being alone and doing that truly for the first time in your life Mm. Is really intense and I know this sounds really full on as I'm saying it, I know I can tell you're backing away from this show, but it is actually quite remarkable and Mm. it made me this week as I finished it, when I saw the possibilities of what the human body can do and how it can survive – I was like, Zan, you need to get off your ass and just start jogging or something because I don't feel like you're truly <laughs> exploring the capacity of what your body can do. Yeah. And it inspired me to do more with the body that I have and this body that keeps me alive, and 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 get off the couch. So it's just it's a great TV series, and I know Bang Fam who have been watching it are, are mm. nodding their head at this, but. Love it alone. Thank you to the person who banged back about it. It is so good. Okay,
0: I'm I, I'm thinking about watching it. Although the I reckon al- you'd love it. I the alone think you'll love bit it. though. I've been alone here during most of the lockdown, so I'm, <laughs> I'm at one with being in my own head. So I don't know if I need to be in another person's alone head right now. Do you think it'd be good?
1: Yeah, that? I reckon. It's, it's, you're in a lot of different people's alone heads. So it's not just you one-on-one with one person out there. Good. It's good. Give it a go. It's good. You know,
0: I'm, I'm borderline at the moment. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm working at the moment with a couple of people. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm a normal person anymore. (laughs) 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 I don't know if I've just turned into an old weirdo or something. So yeah, I, and it it would be fascinating to watch that. So, um, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I'll give it a go.
1: I'm glad. On that being a loan tip and isolation, I know that many Bang Fam are in isolation, um, many are not. And can I just say thank you to all the lovely people who are in non-lockdown cities and, and, and towns mm. around Australia. You've been sending beautiful emails, yeah. um, which means a whole a whole lot to us. We've been getting a lot of emails from people who um, for whom Bang On has um, been a, a real kind of saviour during lockdown too. And I just wanted to give a shout-out to a great review that I read on Apple Podcasts this week, which said that Bang On was like a chat with a friend over a cuppa and a scotch finger, except it's on my walk with a gurney and a leaf blower in the distance. Thank you for bringing us joy during what has been a tough
0: 18 months. Aww. Can't wait to get a bang on live. Bang on live hopefully coming soon. Yes. Oh, And I thought when she mentioned gurney, I thought she, that was aimed at me. That's how, because I've got a gurney here and I am obsessed. Have I spoken about my obsession with the gurney to you before? Hang it.
1: Is it? Isn't a gurney what you like carry out of an ambulance?
0: No, no. This is what What's you. What's a gurney? If you take it out on the footpath, and you, it's high pressure water hose, and you. Oh zh- yes! Zh- zh- oh my god! I need to borrow a gurney. It's can I the most satisfying thing you can do. You can do your house. <laughs> you can do your deck. You can do everything. Oh Hell's man! Yes. Sorry, that's me on the gurney. If you want to whinge. Oh, look,
1: I got a I got a new hose recently and I was showing the neighbour and I was so excited. So I'm here for Gurney Talk. Oh, that's
0: beautiful. <laughs> What's become of us? What has become of us? Lockdown and age. Yes, yes. I'm happy with that. Um, Love you loads. Always good to catch up and um, let's do it again.
1: So I'll see you back here for more of this in a couple of weeks. Next week we're taking a one-week break, but we yep. will be back in a couple of weeks and I'm sure we'll have... So much to tell you (laughs) about what we've been doing in lockdown. So much. No, Um, we will. We always um, find
0: stuff. Absolutely. We always find things to talk about. Spunnings, click and collect is the the thing that keeps me entertained these days. So I'm sure I'll have some new appliance or contraption. Oh, I bought one of those window washers. So I'll tell you all about that in a couple of weeks. I bet you can't wait.
1: I'm already hanging out. I'll see you then. Bye. Hang on.